talking to that kid on nostalgia, loss, memory, and forgiveness. It's a funny thing to look back. Some of us do it with nostalgia, remembering back to those good old days. For others, it is with regret, wishing for some change in the past, and maybe this time in the present, too. This weekend, I spent some time in my hometown visiting my mother. And while there, along with my adolescent son, we looked through old yearbooks, pictures of me from 1982, 1989, laughing at clothing, hairstyles, remembering activities that I did not recall participating in, seeing some events that I would rather leave forgotten. I texted a picture to my friend. He responded, I wish I could talk to that kid. I know what he means. Maybe this idea, being able to talk to that kid, is what makes the idea of time travel so compelling. We exist in this present and there is the possibility of looking back with fondness in such a way that we wish we could go back there at times, sometimes remembering the good old days as better than they actually were. But there is also the way in which we can look back with regret, hoping to make some change in the past that may alter the trajectory of our future, hoping to take some message to our younger selves, to give them hope, to tell them not to believe some lie that an adult told them, to remember their goodness. I wish I could talk to that kid, he said. The passage from the Hebrew Scriptures for this Sunday is about the dedication of the temple, the temple that Solomon built as a place in which God would dwell, he said. Yet even Solomon acknowledges that nothing, no structure, nothing that we can construct, and I would argue even our own ideas that we construct about who God is supposed to be, none of these can hold God. From biblical scholarship, we also know that, that this was written to an audience in exile. In other words, these words were written to people who knew the painful reality in their present, that the temple had been destroyed, demolished, that there was no longer a place among the people that God would dwell there is an intersection between a voice in the past speaking to people in their present. And in that present, they hear words of forgiveness about remembering God, remembering who they are, and remembering this God as one who is about the work of forgiveness for them, for everyone. I know that, for me, there are still places of pain, worry, regret, times when I too wish that I could 
talk to that kid. There are places where I continually work to forgive myself and others. Yet I am here in this present moment, in this place, a place that is not a temple of olive wood and gold, but a place that can still be holy. The home in which I grew up is just a little over half of a mile from where my father is buried. As I shifted from first to second to third gear, I found myself slowing and stopping at the cemetery. I told my son that I was going to go see Papa for a few minutes. He said he would wait in the car. So I opened the chain-link fence, walked through the freshly cut grass, avoiding a few anthills along the way. I stopped in front of the marble slab that bears his name, my father's name, the year he was born and the year in which he died. My mother's name is next to his with only a year of birth listed. I breathed in the present moment, not with anything in particular that needed to be said or done, nothing on this day that needed to be forgiven and accepted. There was only presence and the pang of grief. As a note of explanation, I am a clinical social worker, and I work in a fairly rural area with few clinicians. So if you're a licensed mental health professional like me, it is a place where you can still make a good go of it in private practice. But what that also means is that you will work with a wide variety of people, even more so if you are willing to and competent working with children. For me, I see children, adolescents, and adults with a few older adults and couples thrown in, too. It can make for a fun and varied day in the office. If you're listening to this recording and it's helpful, I'm glad. But um, please know that listening to something like this, while it may be educational and helpful, is no substitute for seeing a clinician. So I hope that you're able to find somebody in your area that, uh, that you feel a good alliance with and can be helpful to you.